Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm here with Abana. She is the founder and CEO of Hanahana Beauty. Thank yes. you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to hear your founder journey. I just was saying that we were using some of your uh, shea butter uh, moisturizer and my hands have looked 10 times younger. I came back from like a trip to Greece and my hands were like all like gross and wrinkly. I was like, oh my God, I need this right now. This is perfect. perfect. Um, So I love the products. Tell me how I know that you were a seventh grade math teacher in your yes. past life? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I know. It's so funny because I think about it now. I'm like, wow, I was really teaching algebra. Um, But that like... I came from more so psychology, math, and like education background. Uh-huh. Um, so when I moved to Chicago, that was what I was trying to do. I went to grad school, but during that time is when I actually started Hana Hana Beauty. Um, Are you from Chicago originally? No, I'm not from Chicago. I moved to Chicago after I graduated undergrad. I had an internship that turned into a full-time job in Chicago. So I went there more so doing research, um, working at University of Illinois, Chicago, and working at a summer treatment program, like really focus on um, behavioral health, and then went into teaching. And then this, uh, like beauty was your side hustle sort of thing? It was like, I wouldn't even say a side hustle, honestly. So I'm Ghanaian, and Mm -hmm. we, like, I grew up, with beauty and like not even thinking about it with beauty, but just more like wellness mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself, really simplicity and have always used shea butter, like mm-hmm. the raw materials. My mom would like make shea butter at home and like put some little essential oils and like clove oil in it. Um, and honestly, it was more so of like a self care ritual for me. Mm-hmm. Chicago. I don't know if you've been to Chicago. My husband's from Chicago. Okay. So, you know, it can get really dry Dry. in the winter. It's like super cold. Yeah. Also, I'm teaching in Chicago. Like so many things are going on. (laughs) And so I really found like taking care of myself and making products and experimenting as a self-care ritual. Mm -hmm. And I would just make it like once a quarter, but I got into it because I wanted to make the best like product for myself and I would give it to friends and family. And I guess that's like my market research kind of, but I had no intention truly to start a business. I was more so just like super curious and interested around the production of Shea mm-hmm. and learning more around like how it was being made. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of that starting that push in a way. So it was just like out of your own like personal curiosity kind of passion. So when did it go from making you know, lotions for you and your friends to being like, wow, this can be, you know, my full time gig. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that took some time for sure. (laughs) I mean, because 2014 was when I started Mm -hmm. just making product. I launched the brand in 2017. And that was after like friends, my roommate at the time, like sat me down and was like, you really should do this. Mm -hmm. I went back home and talked to my parents. They're in Ohio. So I went back home to Ohio. My dad helped me come up with the name. I like that December. Where'd you get the name from? So we speak tree. That's our main dialect. And hana hana is like a slang word that means something that's smooth, that's flowing, oh, I something love very that. malleable. So like if your skin looks really nice, like, oh, well, yeah, hana hana. Like that's yeah. like, you know. And so my dad is like, I think that'd be great. And I was like, okay, hana hana beauty. Like, yeah, that's perfect. And that was in December 2016. I, I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm born in my, I was like, you know what? I'm going to launch the brand 
for my birthday. <laughs> so, which I would never tell anyone to just launch a brand three months after. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> take some time, you mm-hmm. know. But I really just was like, okay, I'll start a website. I'll do an Instagram. I was already making shea butter on my like personal Instagram, just like when I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I had a group of friends that were really in the creative space and like I was doing some modeling and things like that. So I started building already community already, but 2017, we launched, I graduated my master's program 2018. Instead of going and getting my license, I just decided to just go full throttle. So you went to school, did all that, and you were like, you know, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, I had start. So when I started the brand, I was already in school. Like mm-hmm. I was an APA fellow. I was really on the route of moving into counseling psychology. You know, I had been actually a therapist, like, mm-hmm doing therapy and things like that at a clinic as well as in school. And so I remember when I graduated, I told my dad, I'm moving back to Ghana. I'll do some work there and I'll study for my license. I was a therapist in Ghana for like six months um, with a nonprofit. And then after that was done, I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus only on building this brand. So you started building the brand in Ghana. I started building the brand here in like in the States. And then I went back to Ghana to build more of our social impact and work directly with the producers and just really understand. I felt that the truth is that I felt that one, I needed to learn about the production and the producers and just have a better foundation built. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I was, I would say before 2019, I was really focused about building our foundation around social impact. I didn't really have this push of like being this, like the best beauty brand or like, you know, body butters or any in that type of sense. But I did believe that if people in Ghana thought that my shea butter was like, like great, then it's going to work here Mm -hmm. because there's so much, there's so many types of raw shea butter. People are making products, but if mine feels different and it's accepted there, I think it can win anywhere. Yeah. Um, So it was kind of a, it was both a brand learning experience, but then also for myself as an adult, I hadn't moved back to Ghana and I had been going just because, you know, um, when I decided to start the brand and things like that, but I felt like I am first generation. I have this privilege to go back exactly where I know my family's from. Why not take that opportunity and live there if I can? And so from 2018 till 2020, I was living like seven months, eight months in Ghana, would come back for the summers here, do activations, be in New York, like travel, and then go back to Ghana, like back and forth. And what was it like moving to Ghana for those few years? Uh, It was such an experience. I loved it. I mean, I definitely want to be able to build foundation there and move back. It was great. It was a learning experience. I think I learned to take things a little bit like one, don't take things personal. I feel like when I went back to Ghana, I was like, what? Not everything's going my way that I want it to, you know? And, but at the end of the day, I had the opportunity to do therapy in Ghana, which allowed me to understand like people have so many different types of mindsets and to really work and sell a product to anyone, you really have to just build relationships. And so it, it was great. I really just got to tap back into myself. I have best friends that are there now Mm -hmm. and it's because they saw me grow my brand from that point of view. And, you know, I learned, like, I 
my first language was Chui, which is our dialect. But then when I came to the States, I like, you know, English was my main and I wasn't as confident speaking. I feel now I'm more confident speaking fluently. Like there's just a whole different connection back to the culture. I feel like that I have now. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you mind telling us a little bit about like the social impact aspect yeah, of your brand? Of course. So for us, we have it under the circle of care, Hanahana circle of care. And what we do is one, we pay two times the asking price for the raw materials, um, shea butter. We work directly with producers in Ghana, but then also our focus is around sustainability, not in the space of just environmental sustainability, but around the aspect of like, however people are sustaining us, how can we sustain them? And so during that time, when I moved back, we decided with um, partnership with the actual producers and the communities we were working with is talking to them about what do they feel they need more access to, to create sustainability outside of economic access. Um, one was healthcare. Mm -hmm. Another was around like optimizing of the production that they were doing, as well as ways of thinking around like receiving education around healthcare and like building on the business in that sense. So we now do biannual healthcare days in Ghana for the producers where we have an outreach team of doctors and nurses that come to the neighborhood twice a year to do like healthcare um, checkups. Wow. Each time we do a focus point, last time was around reproductive health, which now we've expanded it to neighboring um, middle school and high schools. We have, we do a lot of microfinancing options where it's like, we want you to feel self-sustained. So we don't want to be like a charity, but we can help you build these modes or systems to help like build a level of income that you can use. Um, and then we work on optimization of the production, which for us looks like we did a um, fundraise called 10,000, 10K in 10 days. We used $10,000 to get new machines so that instead of them using their bodies to create the products, they now can just like um, manage the machines and make faster and more efficient way of working for themselves. So, yeah. That's awesome. And you mentioned that the brand was a slow build. Yeah. Um, were you like bootstrap the whole time or did you go out to fundraise or how did you get it like off the ground to be able to like also give back? Yeah. So very much bootstrap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I started a brand like I think with under maybe a thousand dollars. I really I'm happy, though, that I came into it in the way that I did very naive around things of like. Fundraising wasn't like really a thought or even an option to me around that. I really started with bootstrap and grants. Like I received like the Coco Kind grant. I was just like applying to any grant mm -hmm. that was for like small business, black, anything. I was like, okay, let me do woman owned. I'm like, let me try mm -hmm. and just put it out there. Um, but honestly, because I felt like I started smaller, I was really the brand was just self-sustaining itself, you know? Um, and we started taking investments in 2022. Oh, so that's wow. when we started actually being like on the road of like, okay, let's fundraise. Um, we were part of like Glossier initiative and been through some accelerator programs and things like that. But it truly started off of a bootstrap. And now as we're going to, especially scaling at the, the space that we are now, it's like, okay, let's bring in some fundraise and money outside investment to really push the sustainability aspect of like what it means to scale a brand with like quite a large mission and impact in that sense. Totally. Yeah. 
what are some of like the benefits of shea butter? Yeah. And, you know, why are you so passionate around the product? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think a lot of people even know that shea butter is used in 75% of, like, your body, skincare, and makeup. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, it's in it's in there. The inky name is, like, always listed, you know, and it's a moisturizing agent, you know, mm-hmm. has so many different vitamins in there. It's really great for anyone that has, you know, sensitive skin, dry skin, even eczema. In that sense, there's even some levels of protection. It's not... A sunscreen i never want to say that but it even has some um, protection of uv protection so it's a um, really like a um div- not even what am i trying to say like a multifaceted yeah a very multifaceted ingredient that can be used as a base of ingredient like our shea body butters or it can just be used and like in as a moisturizing agent in a wash and a makeup and like you know and all those different things like that and so for us we found that when you have like what what i would say sets our body butter apart and our products is like we're trying to make like a heavy duty product that feels light on your skin mm-hmm. you know so we don't only use shea butter we use shea mango cocoa and then we have six different oils that come together are super hydrating and moisturizing and feel long lasting i think the great thing about shea is that even though it's a thick texture it permeates so it doesn't feel like it's just clogging your pores in that sense mm-hmm. so you you feel super moisturized and you also see the effects after you know like as you continue to use it you see that your skin itself is like just a little bit more supple <laughs> in yeah. that sense you know totally and i know that you have a few different types of body butters yes. and moisturizers when did you like start expanding your product offering and what do you hope to continue to add on? Yeah. So when we launched, we launched with three scents. So we had lemongrass, mm-hmm. which is still one of our staple scents, eucalyptus, and then we had lavender vanilla. And we, after we launched Amber Vanilla and Unscented, Amber Vanilla, we launched it on Mother's Day, like in 2000. 19 or 18 and it's become our bestseller um i'm obsessed it's like a warm hug it's Mm -hmm. super like light and then we recently launched bamboo coconut in 2021 i think 2021 and it was just supposed to be like a limited edition moment but everyone was like please bring it back Mm -hmm. so it's become one of our staple six cents um and then we have um skin nutrition which is detoxify mask and our two-in-one bar and for us we really want to fill the role of daily use body care products right Mm -hmm. now that's like our focus and being able to expand through that space like what does it feel to have a hana hana experience starting from pre, during, and post shower? Mm-hmm. Or right now, I feel like we have that post shower experience from our exfoliating bar to our actual body butters. And even like, you know, you can use skin nutrition before, but we really want to, you know, a body wash, like all those things that you would use. So then it's like a build on the brand in that way. Totally. Do you see, is most of your market here in the U.S. or also in Ghana? Most of our market is here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, In Ghana, I haven't intentionally focused on selling in Ghana because I feel like for us to sell in Ghana, I want us to produce in Ghana Mm -hmm. because what... It would look like us sourcing materials from Ghana, making it here, then selling it back. Mm-hmm. feels super expensive and unsustainable. Mm-hmm. So I want to take my time with selling on the ground in Ghana outside of doing like smaller pop-ups and, you know, different things like that. 
but our main market is based in the US. And then we, when I started, we used to do these um, activations called, it's our chill series. So like beauty and chill, yoga and chill, different activations and partnerships with different hotels and brands. And so we traveled to the UK and like have traveled all around. And that has allowed us to open up our market to outside of the US. And kind of going back to like your background, you mentioned that you like went to school, finished all your degrees and then decided to, you know, focus on being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I know also just like as a first generation American that sometimes, you know, immigrant parents may not be like fully supportive of that. But tell me about like your experience with that. Like, did you feel like uh, like some sort of guilt or pressure to to not be an entrepreneur or was that celebrated? I feel like I definitely think that it was celebrated, but probably as you've experienced too, it's like at different moments, Mine's- will it be celebrated? Yeah. You know, like I, I mean, my dad literally helped me come up with the mm-hmm. name, you know, like I went to, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm very much like, people pleasing them by parents as much as possible. I would say it probably just comes in naturally of it. But I have to say, my parents have always actually been supportive. I think there's been times maybe where they want me to do things their way, you know? But at the end of the day, I always joke around that my mom is like my WhatsApp marketing lead. <laughs> like she, anything that happens, like even if I did it the other day, I like looked at her Facebook and realized like she's been reporting every single launch we've ever Amazing. done. Like when we launched in Ulta, you would have thought she was there like she went like that weekend in ohio had her whole fit together like talking to that she's like i need you guys to know this is my daughter's brand you know so it's really beautiful in that sense um they've always my dad recently went to when we went back for our healthcare day in january my dad came he was there and i think him being there had a whole nother appreciation of like okay what you're doing is way bigger than even what i thought and they're like yeah they're so supportive and i feel like they were they're super inspirational to me too my dad's super about community um so i feel like a lot of the values that i've been brought up in the household and um have really like shown through as a brand and i i also my brother is out here in new york too he's a musician they have always been really pushed us to be like individuals. So I know there's always that like, be a doctor, be a this, be a lawyer. I think for me, I really actually wanted to, I was like, I want to be a psychologist. Like, you know, like I was having these big goals for myself in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think that my mission statement or my purpose has never changed. It's just the route that I'm taking to like fulfill it. Mm -hmm. And I think beauty gives me a really big opportunity to create like these learning experiences about like appreciation for your own skin and what you're putting on your skin and how to take care of yourself. Doing that through Hana Hana has been like such an amazing opportunity because you know, it's not just about the product. It's about how you treat the communities on both ends. So we're able to give a lot of access. And what would you say is like the best thing about being an entrepreneur and like the worst thing? Ooh, okay. I think 
there's like a flexibility in your day. Like today I'm like doing podcasts, you know, I'm able to talk and that's work, you know? And the other day it's like, I'm having strategy meetings with my team. I, I think it's like the openness and flexibility that I have to create as an entrepreneur with this goal around like scale or like impact, you know, that I love. Like I don't have to be stuck in one place, you know? And I think that, It just gives me a lot of opportunity to also just change and maneuver as like a person, but also the brand that I'm in. Like I have that choice to do that. But I think also at the same time is that as a CEO and an entrepreneur, you have so many choices you always have to make. And it's almost sometimes I get a little decision deprived. I'm like, oh, so many choices. And I think that sometimes can be also at the end the worst part Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're like, this is actually a little bit all on me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've really tried to lean into like, I actually can't control all of these things. So let me use my skills and my gift to do as much, but kind of have to leave it up to God (laughs) to help me through. You know what I mean? To be able to do this. So, yeah. Do you have any pieces of advice you would give to another like young woman thinking about you know, starting her own business or starting a venture that, you know. I mean, I think that you should start something not just based off of like passion. I think passion definitely has to do with it. I think strategy has to do with it. And then making sure that you have, you either can build the community or you see a community in need of it. You know, I think sometimes we create things because we want to, or we have this like sudden drive for something, which I think is great. But entrepreneurship, the only way you can fail is literally you lose all the money or you're just not good at it. Mm. So you might as well make sure that like you are completely invested in this thing and also knowing that there's going to be ups and downs and you can be able to still see that mission and the drive at the end of the tunnel in that way. Yeah. yeah. And that's a hard part. It's that's the I think that's, that's the hardest that's part. That's the hardest part, low key. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because you're like, it was amazing. And then it's like and then it's a know, roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> so many emotions, you yeah. know? And it's like it's a true mental sport more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of the times, like people are like, How do you balance it? And how do you like your personal life, your professional life? But it's like how you grow as an individual, like focusing and prioritizing your growth as an individual automatically helps the growth of your business. So you really have to truly take care of yourself in that way. Um, besides like like physical wellness, do you like do any practices for like mental wellness? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's definitely around my faith for sure. Like being able, I think because I have something that I can go to and have a sense of faith in that, like it really releases a lot of control Mm -hmm. for sure. Meditation, you know, just like for me, skincare is ritual in the sense of like creating these daily moments of joy for myself is so important. And so being able to have that morning routine and being like, you know, invested in what I'm putting in my body and taking care of myself in those ways is really important. I definitely think like the stronghold of it definitely comes to my faith. I always talk about the fact that I think the cheat code in life is like therapy and like God together. <laughs> Cause it's like, I can lean into other people to help me navigate through. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something like I'm as someone that was a therapist, I still go to therapy mm-hmm. and it's just helpful to like, just like download and like 
kind of take a load off in that way. But yeah, definitely about all the different mental health practices for sure. It's interesting also that um, you are a therapist and that you go to therapy and I know every single person recommends it. But then when I talk to like my family who's like they're immigrants, they're like <laughs> they don't believe in therapy oh, at yeah. all. My dad is still to this day, like, therapy. I'm like, you have, like, a master's and all these different things, and you're just sitting here still like this. But, you know, I think, though, what I do see is that when my parents do say that, I think they, like, they do a lot of therapeutic practices. Yeah. You know, without actually going to a therapist, I think... You know, the U.S. and the traditions, like Western traditions, are actually super not mental health practices. But there's a lot of things that, like, my parents do that are stress relieving. It's so funny. My mom has now, like, really gotten into doing the sauna, Mm -hmm. like, regularly. Mm -hmm. And so it was just something that she's like, I want to start doing this at my gym. Like, so I went with her. And then now, like, we did, like, 10 minutes together. Now she does, like, 30 minutes. Like, I know. She's like a gym girl. I'm like, get her on TikTok, you know? Like, (laughs) share your experience. But it was so funny. I, like, was watching this video about, like, saunas in um, Finland and how like it's a part of the culture and I sent it to her she's like oh this is why I've been feeling so free like because I feel like it just melts away my stress Mm -hmm. like my parents are super into gardening like they're like they're doing all these different things do I still think that we should all go to therapy yes (laughs) but I'm happy that they do have their moments and they're creating these moments of joy like daily for themselves you know Shifting gears a little bit, we are a jewelry company. And one thing that I love about jewelry is that beyond other material things, they can have like sentiment and like story behind them. Yeah. Do you have any like specific pieces of jewelry that are extra special to you or have like a story behind them? Oh my gosh. So I'm a gold girl. Ghana, Mm -hmm. we used to be called the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, there's a lot of gold in Ghana. Um, So my, I would say this piece, which is like the infinity, it's my first like purchase of like actual gold instead of like at the market or (laughs) just random so my mom gave me this ring um that she got when she first moved to london and she let me wear it i had it for like six years and then one day at the airport i think i accidentally took it off and lost it and so i was like bawling Uh all this is like oh my goodness i lost your ring she's like girl relax like it's okay but for me i was like i've had this on my hand forever so i think I got, I hadn't been really paying myself as an entrepreneur, but I was at a point where I could like spend some cash, you know? And so before I was living in Ghana at the time and I went to like a drawer and like a gold, like they did everything, they fitted. And it was the first time I ever like purchased like gold for myself. So this is always my, like my favorite little thing. I love that. I love that. It like symbolizes like your mom and like the next step in like your exactly. your entrepreneurial exactly. journey. So what are, you know, your hopes and aspirations for Hanahana in the next five years, 10 years? Yes. I mean, I really want us to be like a household brand. I think what's been really exciting for us is like when I launched, I was 26, right now I'm 32. So a lot of our community has grown with us. They're having children of themselves. They're using it through their pregnancy. Their children are now using it. And I think what's really exciting is 
brands that like there's probably still brands that you use that because I was a kid. My mom showed me. So now I use it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I want us to be a brand like that, really grow not only in the States, but internationally in that way. I'm really interested to see how we continue to grow in retail. Like having the opportunity to be with Ulta now has really yeah, just expanded. When did you guys launch an Ulta? In March. In March. Wow, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So I think for us is like it gives us an opportunity to be in front of more people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm excited, not only for what our current hero products are, but like our full line to grow in front of the eyes of people and really grow in a home and become one of those staple, like, you know, those brands in that way, you know. I'm super excited to see the next steps. <laughs> yes. Where can people purchase your product, follow along in your journey? Yes. All that. So in retailers, you can find us in Ulta. We're right now in like 500, around 530 stores. Ulta is across. Um, you can find us on our website, hanahanabeauty.com. You can also purchase us through revolve.com. We're also in JCPenney stores too. Um, if you're looking to just like watch along and see what we're doing our instagram is hanahana underscore beauty and so we're always showcasing on instagram and tiktok we love tiktok just doing a bunch of fun videos and things like that so i feel like you can definitely share and see and learn about us and we're on youtube too we have a lot of like our storytelling around we call it the process Mm -hmm. which showcases like our social impact initiatives and really showing you how you can learn about how shea is produced all the way to the actual finished product. I love that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to keep along on your journey. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm Olivia Landau, founder of The Clear Cut, and you just listened to Cozying Up, where we feature women that inspire us. You can tune into episodes wherever you listen to your favorite shows and find us on social media at The Clear Cut.